Life is busy, so busy. But so often we let other people and other things run our schedules. And in the process of allowing this to happen, what really matters to us gets bumped. Things like time with our spouse, date nights or fun nights or just time to hang out. We want to help you out with that in today's show. Welcome to the Only You Forever podcast. If you want to build a thriving, passionate marriage, we've got the research, the truth, and the answers you've been looking for. And now, here are your hosts, Caleb and Verlinda Simone Gendel. Hey, everybody, this is episode number 58, and we're going to be talking about creating time together. We're talking about this because so many of you have told us that this is really a huge challenge for you. Life gets busy. Maybe kids come along. And next thing, you're just captains on two boats that happen to moor at the same dock. Oh, that's good. Thanks. Yeah, I like that. I made that up myself. Did you really? Yeah. Wow. Okay, so let's start by normalizing this a little. We all hit phases like this in life. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So if this is you right now, don't worry. It doesn't mean your marriage is toast. You've done very well just to recognize it. And what we're going to talk about is designed to help you change things for the better. And, you know, sometimes we get so serious about life, we forget to create good times together. But in the Bible, there's this phrase at the start of a verse found in Ecclesiastes 9 and 9, which says, enjoy life with your wife. Really? What a great little phrase, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I think, you know what? God is right behind our topic today. I'm going to quote that to you all the time. Okay. And I'll quote back. Happy wife, happy wife. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Marriage researchers have known for a long time that happily married couples enjoy leisure activities together. This is evident and research is back as far as 1951. So married people have been having fun for quite a while. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, it is. Now, this particular pair of researchers, they wanted to look particularly at that crowd of married folk who are transitioning to parenthood for the first time. Mm -hmm. And they found that initially leisure time dropped. But then it started to when go they back. When had a baby. Yeah. Okay. It started to go back up after the first several weeks of new parenting had passed. But what was particularly interesting is they looked at the leisure before marriage. And if there was shared leisure prenatally, there was more marital love and less conflict one year after the birth. Oh, okay. If there was only independent leisure prenatally, there was less love and more conflict one year later. Wow. So moral of the story, creating shared leisure time is good. Yeah. And we've talked about building positives into our marriage in past episodes as a way to buffer against future stress. It just underscores that one more time. Okay. I just think that's amazing. Like it's not leisure time that it's important. It's the shared leisure time. So it's true. Enjoy life with your wife. It works. Oh, I like that. Yeah. You were supposed to quote it though. Now. Oh, yeah. The good news is that in marriages today, more married couples are sharing leisure time than what was happening in 2003, 1975, or back in 1965. Again, more kind of prehistoric research. Prehistoric, (laughs) pre-Caleb. But it's it's more in-home social activities that are happening now, okay? What does that mean? It's happening inside the house rather than out in the community. Okay, yeah. And not the rabbit trail on that, but that's kind of an interesting thought to go down. But in this particular bit of research, what they found was that dual earner couples, like where they're both making an income, they spend less time in the presence of their spouse than single income couples. Yeah. Okay. Because they're both earning, right? They're both working. Yeah. So if you're a dual earner couple, this is going to be tougher for you. Yeah. And they also found, not surprisingly, that the presence of children 
also equated to a drop in the amount of joint leisure time with a spouse. That's very obvious, obvious too. Yeah. Yeah. So, but I just kind of mentioned this for Linda to kind of, to normalize what's going on for people. Because I don't want, you know, when people are struggling with, you know, we have trouble spending time together. Are we the only persons in the world that have difficulty getting leisure time? And the answer is no. no. This is so common. Okay. Yeah. And you're not struggling alone. We all face these challenges. So the question is, what, what to do about all this? Okay. Okay. So as I was coming to this, the first thing I, I thought of is I want our listeners to drop the idea of time management. Because you can't manage time. But that's like such a key word right now. I know. And I'm just really, I'm about to put a different label on it. But just okay. think right. about it, right? The clock keeps ticking. So you can't manage it. Right. You can't do anything to slow well, it down. You can't stop it or, it or pause it or yeah, yeah. change the speed, right? It's going to happen whether you think you're managing it or not. And thinking too hard about trying to force time to do something for you means you're giving the power over to something outside of your control. Because you can't stop the time. So why give time the power? Okay. What you can manage is yourself. So forget about time management. Let's talk about self-management. Oh. Ah. Yep. So on this note, I've got something that I think our listeners are going to find super useful. And as a special gift to our subscribers, I'm packaging up my one-page weekly planner that I have in Microsoft Excel. Yeah. I use this to plan my week every week. And you get to see how I do it, and you can customize it for yourself. And in this planner, you'll see that I have specific slots, as it relates to our topic today, yeah. with Verlinda's name on them. So you can use it for planning your work week, but also your time outside of work. Now, this level of planning is not for everybody. I already know that from some funny discussions I've had with good friends, okay? Yeah. But if you're really serious about managing yourself, you'll find this to be a great tool. And I'll tell you how to get in, get in that in just a moment. But before we go there, Verlinda, mm-hmm. I think we should just talk about what it was like for you to initially see yourself in a slot on my calendar or see your name. Because uh-huh. I know some of our listeners are going to be like, what? You've got to be kidding me. Yeah. So uh, how was that for you? Um, Initially, I think it really irked me. Like I was, I was put down as a slot on the calendar, like, you know, eat breakfast, have a shower, talk to my wife. Yep. And it, I felt like it really lowered me, I guess. And I didn't really feel special. But as time went on and I saw that, no, this was like special time that was just for me. And mm-hmm. I, yeah, I could talk to my husband all these other times too. I wasn't limited to this slot, mm-hmm. but that was more like, now I almost feel special because no, that's my time. Mm-hmm. And you're not going to schedule something else and bump me. It's no, it's me. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. So it's really. But I had to change my way of looking at it. It's perception there, right? Yeah. First it was like, oh, thanks, buddy. Because like if I have, you know, brushed my teeth in my calendar, that's the only time I brush my teeth. Like you don't brush them all day. No, no. But you and I have lots of other opportunities to interact outside of that time. Yeah. So I wasn't um, reducing you. No. To a slot. But it almost felt like that at first. Yeah. So what could I have done better at the start so that you weren't offended by it? Oh, boy. This is unscripted, folks. I'm just... Yeah, putting me on the spot here. It's fun. Um, I think maybe explain right off the bat, like... That I'm not... I'm not limiting you to this slot. Yeah. I just... You're so special to me mm-hmm. that I want to make sure that we have this undivided time every week boom nice good 
All right. Hope you all heard that. Enjoy life with your wife. Yes. Very good. Okay. Anyway. If you want access to this Microsoft Excel file, you can download that. I will email you a link. All you need to do right now, this is for our listeners. I'm not talking to my wife anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get my phone. All you need to do right now is text the word podcast to 9292 spouse. Message and data rates may apply from your cellular provider. But once again, all you need to do is text the word podcast to 9292 spouse. And so just go ahead, hit pause on your cell phone right now. If you're listening to us with on your cell phone, send that text message off and we'll get you set up with a download link to the file. Okay, now to help bring this into your daily life. So the first thing to think about what you do, the first thing, sorry, is to think about what you do when you're together. What you already do, you mean? Yeah. Okay. How do you manage yourself during the time you already have? Okay. Okay. So most couples time together is meal times. Usually, you know, the evening and then the evening meal and then afterwards. Yeah. Okay. So if you want to have time together, we don't want you to cut back on sleep. We had an awesome interview in episode 38 with Sean Stevenson on how sleep impacts the quality of your marriage. So don't cut back on your sleep. Don't cut back on your sleep. That's going to be hard on your marriage. That's going to work against what you're trying to accomplish here. Yeah. But what I do want our listeners to do is to think about the amount of time spent watching TV and video, because I think there's a quick win here. Okay. And this might blow a lot of our audience away, but Verlin and I do not own a television and we do not subscribe to Netflix or any streaming service or cable or anything like that. Mm -hmm. We do breathe oxygen (laughs) and we do put our pants on one leg at a time. So we're not totally weird, but the decision to live free from all sources of streaming media is a huge blessing to our family because we have way more time together. And when we're together, we're not distracted by the television going or by the movies that are running. Mm -hmm. Do you know what? I found this like with dad in the hospital Mm -hmm. and, you know, we're in the common dining room area and there's Mm -hmm. a TV going and it's just going quietly, but we can hardly carry on a conversation Mm -hmm. because everybody periodically strays to the TV. It just drops your level of engagement. Yeah. And you can have such a better visit out in the hallway foyer area or yes. his room or whatever, where there's not that continuous yeah. distraction. Yeah. I mean, same goes in our marriage. If we're sitting there watching a TV, how much are we actually interacting? Yes. Huh. Okay. And that's where I want to challenge our audience to think about the role of TV and movies in their life. So I think, and I'm not sure on this quote here, but okay. I think it was the Christian philosopher GK Chesterton who observed that as a result of our entertainment culture, he said, we're all in this together alone. And you think about it, you can have the whole family in the living room together and they're all alone because they're individually engaged towards the box or the flat screen now, right? Yeah. Yeah. Not, not towards each other. So I want you to look at the time you have together and figure out how you can take the word alone out of that phrase. We're all in this together alone. So what are the activities that you're doing? And this is back to self-management. What are the activities that you're doing where yes, you're together, but really you're not engaged with each other. And what do you need to change so that when you are together, you do have engaged time together? Oh, okay. Okay. So that's number one. And I think there may be a quick win there. Number two is going to be harder. This might take more of a long-term strategy, but I want to challenge you about your working hours. Yes. Because we often have more control of our working hours than we believe that we do. Okay. Now, some of you will be on shift work. You simply have to work the shift work. Yeah. But a lot of folks, if you're self-employed or you're even in your job, the number of hours that your manager expects you to work and the number you actually work, mm-hmm. you know, we're often trying to do more to please someone. Yeah. 
or please a client or get more done. And we derive some value. Maybe it kind of fits our martyr complex a little bit or hero syndrome or whatever it might be. But if you really stop and think about it, you could take some hours back from that and give them back to your spouse. It's like a trade-off. If I'm working two extra hours, I'm taking them away from like my wife and my kids. Yes. Or my husband and my kids. That's right. Now, to be fair, if you're an hourly employee. Yeah. You may need those dollars just to be surviving in our economy right now. We don't want to be hard on you for that at all. Okay. That is what it is. But I think you can still be aware of that trade-off. Be aware of it and maybe, you know, come up with a plan with your wife to work towards something that'll alleviate that for you guys. Yeah. But if you're salaried, which a lot of us are, and is not directly tied to the number of hours you work, there is more option to those hours than you think. Mm-hmm. So how can you work smarter? How can you work more effectively? How can you ultimately reduce those hours and give them back to your spouse, mm. to your family? That's good. So a challenge to think about that, okay? And again, the research comes in here just to say, you know, lack of time together is largely due to the combination of long working hours and the presence of young children. So we talked about the working hours and yeah. reducing those. You can reduce the number of children. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay? So... Yeah. You usually think you can't reduce the number of working hours, but sometimes you have to choose between your standard of living and your quality of life. Don't be fooled into thinking that those are the same thing. Yeah. It's really, really valuable to your marriage. And these particular researchers speak to this, to try even to eat together, to spend time together in the evening, to go out together from time to time. Those things are so valuable for a marriage. And I know this is going to be a challenge, but I think if you can sit down together and you both want to achieve this outcome, you'll find ways to do so. I think that's the key point is finding ways to do so. Like I know a family and I think they've got 10 kids mm-hmm. and they are some with different needs, special needs. Mm-hmm. And they have decided that no Friday night is date night. Mm. And they go out every Friday night. So because they made it a priority, they find the ways to make that exactly. happen. Because yeah. most of us would go like, oh, I can't even do it with three kids. Yeah. How could I do it with 10? But yeah. they say, no, I'm finding a way to do it. Yes. A little bit of encouragement there to do so that. So have that discussion. Mm-hmm. Okay, in episode 54, we gave 10 ways to court your spouse. And we referred to this final piece of research, which I'm coming back to again from the National Marriage Project. Yeah. And those researchers noted that husband and wives who engaged in couple time with their spouse at least once a week were approximately 3.5 times more likely to report being very happy in their marriages compared to those who enjoyed less quality time with their spouse. Wow. So that's just... Once a week, and it raises your happiness you can three multiply, and a half times. You can multiply your happiness. Wow. Yep. Hmm. That's neat. So I think that's a case again for the slot on the calendar. Absolutely. Maybe with the right discussion beforehand. <laughs> so you skip the uh, early angst that I caused. Okay. And I hope this is just, you know, with this factor, it's one more reason to compel you to really consider this seriously. This is what really matters. It really makes a difference. And even for us, friendly, every once in a while, it feels like our marriage kind of goes chilly. Yeah. And more often than not, we've just lost the habit of spending quality time together. Something crazy happened or, or life just got crazy all by itself or whatever. Yeah. But, you know, when we notice the chill, it's like, okay, let's figure out how to restore our time together. Yeah. And things warm up again quickly. Yeah. Right? You're really good at that. At like just phoning and saying, hey, do you want to have dessert together after the kids go to bed? Mm. Or something. And it just like... Oh, a little reset. Yes. Yeah. Good stuff. Okay. 
So once again, to help our listeners out with this, we have this Excel file just to help you plan a week out and maybe you can make specific time appointments where you're going to do this and begin to build your life around being intentional about managing yourself. And that just starts with calendarizing your time together. So this tool is what I use. I want to share it with you. And to get a download link to this tool, just text the word podcast to 9292 spouse. Messages and data rates may apply from your provider. But once again, all you need to do is text the word podcast to 9292 spouse, and we will email you a link. Take a look at that Excel file. And if you need further help with this, because this issue is important to you guys, give me a call. We can set up some coaching. That's great. Well, we want to give a, a shout out. No, we want to give a shout out. I don't even we want to shout out a huge thank you. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> we want to shout out a huge thank you to those who left us reviews on iTunes this week. From Wake Up Your Why, they say great listen and refreshing. The content is great. It's refreshing to hear a couple offering inspired guidance and marriage tips. So thanks, Wake Up and Why, for your review. <laughs> wake Up and Why. Is that not his name? Wake Up Your Why. Wake up your why. Why would you want to wake up? What? Never mind. We'll just say thank you. <laughs> Did I say it wrong? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's all today for today's episode. I think we need to uh, schedule some time for coffee. <laughs> Caffeine. All right. You can get the full show notes at oif.link slash 58. If this is your first time listening to this podcast, make sure you hit subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. Have fun creating more time together. And we'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to the OnlyYouForever.com podcast. Please help us reach and influence a wider audience by rating and reviewing our podcast at OnlyYouForever.com slash love. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week.